right, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Stories from a Mountain Town. This is your host, Tyler, uh, coming at you from, as always, Jackson, Wyoming, uh, up here on Saddle Butte at, uh, at my house. And today I have another close friend of mine, Noah, Noah Ryle. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here. Wonderful. And uh, as always, we have uh, our guest pick or bring uh, a, a, an alcohol of their choosing. And if anybody that knows Noah, obviously he brought PBR Pounders. Of so we'll crack into these and we'll pour us into a glass. Of course. What, what else would I be? Yeah. Be bringing to the table here. Totally on brand for Noah. <laughs> Yeah, I think what gonna... what made you start drinking PBR over like over like a you know a Coors Light or Bud Light or whatever okay. other light beers? Okay, as like putting it into perspective with that, um, going to school in Vermont, I think it was just a very prevalent beer to be drinking in in college. Yeah, um, in Vermont, I I don't know if it has to do with PBR Cheers. being you know. A popular beer within the ski community or something along the lines of that um and it was you know a lot of my friends a lot of my friends were older than me were like oh yeah pbr like here we go yeah it's a great college beer because it's always cheap yeah so it was just quickly familiar familiar to me well like you know in college you're drinking whatever you can get mm-hmm. and if that's what you can get once you're once something's familiar you know once something you're familiar with something it's like yeah definitely i'll be all about it then. <laughs> So, yeah, um, I, I would say friends had influenced influenced that. Yeah, PBR is a funny beer because it's like you're either if you if you drink it regularly, you're either like a blue collar guy in Wisconsin, <laughs> yes. or a hipster a hipster ski ski person. Like yes. there's no in between. It's not like there's not like uh, I can't even think of any in between, but. Like you wouldn't find like a nurse drinking it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Taylor, none of Taylor's I, friends would drink it. I think it. it does kind of have a niched, uh, a niche community, a niche market, you might say. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's funny and also kind of awesome that uh, it's so heavy in the the ski community. Yeah, um, because it's just, in, it's just a beer and it probably they, just comes from being cheap and being accessible yeah. in most parts of the country. Yeah, <laughs> and now that they, I mean, they've done this design thing on the can for a while. Yeah. Once it got into that, then it's like. All the artists, which think is it's cool, cool that they do. They do so. It's all through their. I think most of it now is through their Instagram. It's like uh-huh. Instagram contests, like fan art, like post this. Yeah. Um. Yada yada a yada. A lot of and then you can be on our next can. Like, yeah, a lot of different um, like different alcohols are doing shit like this. Uh, Stillworks here. J Stillworks. Okay. J H Stillworks here in town. Uh-huh. They make gin and vodka. Yeah, and, I talked to one of the guys that he was doing a promotional thing at the yeah. the liquor store at the Bird. Um, yeah, so they do they like on the inside of the bottle there's a label mm-hmm. and they they pick a design for that every year. There's a local artist to do it, and the one right now is the the great gray owl face, and it's like that. Okay. It's like that owl face. It looks like it's like a satellite dish yeah, on their yeah, face, yeah, yeah. basically. Uh-huh. And that's the I mean, I have a bottle here. I'm not gonna grab it, but. Uh, and then the next year's one is like a buff, a cool design of a buffalo. Okay. So it's a cool way to like, you know, community involvement. I think the local helping artist, out like the local, local artist artists. thing is cool. That's, yeah, I mean, who knows if PBR cool is like it. a Milwaukee guy or whatever? I mean, honestly, that skyline could be. It kind of looks like a. It kind of looks like Minneapolis, actually. I wouldn't know. 
Yeah. That is cool. a city among many that I have not have not ventured to. Yeah, I think I've been to a lot of cities. Really? Well, you've driven you've driven from here. So Noah grew up in Rhode Island mm-hmm. and went to went to college in Vermont. Yep. And Both then those places. Yeah. In my heart. Yes. And so you've you've driven through basically the entire country to get here. The multiple times you've gone back and forth. Yep. So you see you see a lot of I think I think because I do a lot of road trips too. Driving through a state or an area, you know it way better than if you flew somewhere and spent t- more time in that spot. Mm-hmm. You know, because you like yeah. you're in like random gas stations so you're saying, and you're like yeah. you're like seeing what the people experience getting there adds value yeah. to the experience of the place you're yeah it's that cliche of, of like destination That's yeah it's that cliche <laughs> of like right, right. the journey is <laughs> something about also the destination something or something about <laughs> there's a cliche about like 100 the journey is the adventure as much as the destination is yeah, or something. yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure somebody could could tell us where we're where, where we're wrong and what and how that goes, but something along the lines of that, yes. Yeah. And there's some value to it. Because yeah, because there's always, <laughs> there's, there's always, even if you have a smooth road trip, you're seeing parts of the country that most don't. And then if you have a rocky road trip, like it's kind of sometimes that type two fun where you look back on it and it's like, oh, that's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like the first, the first time I was going to drive to Jackson from Minnesota, mm-hmm. we were going to leave. Uh, it was like around Christmas time and they projected a storm to come in like next week mm-hmm. and we get up to go and they're like, Oh, it actually snuck up on us. It came mm-hmm. through the, Daco- the Dakotas way too, way faster mm-hmm. and it's, and it's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we're driving through the middle of South Dakota and they close the freeways mm-hmm. and there's, there's not, not many states actually close freeways, yeah. but South Wyoming Dakota is one of them. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Wyoming does. But Mi- yeah. Minnesota doesn't. Okay. They would just, I mean, probably more resources basically is yeah. more plows. Uh-huh. And so we had to go off the freeway and go onto like old highway, whatever. Yeah. And just rip around because we needed to get, State. we needed to keep yeah. moving. And we finally got to a point, a little, little town called Faith, South Dakota. It's like in the western half, but off the freeway a ways. Uh-huh. We're just getting some gas, and they're like, where are you headed? And we're like, Jackson, Wyoming. And they're like, not tonight, you're not. And we're like, why not? And they said, well, there's a 15-foot drift in the middle of the road just past town. <laughs> they're like, okay, uh, is there any hotels in town? And luckily, there was one that was open, and we stayed there. But like in the, in the moment, it was like, oh, this, is kinda, this isn't all that fun because we'd rather be in Jackson, obviously. <laughs> But now we look yeah, back on it, and it was like a funny story that that happened. And the town of Faith I, is like, uh, they found this, like the largest T-Rex um, fossil. fossil ever was found in Faith. That's one of, that's like one of the coolest things to have your town known by. Right? And, and they, yeah, they, named it, they named it Sue, <laughs> the, the T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't know how they can tell if it's a male or female, but. They picked the name Sue. But Yeah. <laughs> Like I would have never known that 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 you find actually, actually even that you find T Rex bones if that in South happened, Dakota. You wouldn't have found that out. Yeah, wouldn't have that experience. There goes the whole journey destination yeah. value type of mm. type of saying. Um, I actually had a, had a similar experience driving out here, like when I was driving out here for the first time, which I hadn't been to Jackson prior to moving here, um, with my dad. 
which is funny that you said that because I was with like with my dad drove out here with me and then flew back back yeah. home. Um, but we were in eastern Wyoming somewhere. I don't remember which town. One of like the somewhat bigger towns in like eastern Wyoming. Uh, Casper. Might have been Casper. Probably Casper. Casper's um, like the biggest one on that yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we stayed in a hotel there and a snowstorm came in overnight. And we had to make sure with like the, the people at the the people at the front desk of the hotel before we left that there weren't like where we were going wasn't closed. Um, so we had like, we were talking with them. They were like, yeah, if you're, if you're traveling today, make sure like pretty much anywhere out of here is closed. Yeah. Um, and like the, the road, like there was so many road closures, things ended up opening back up, clearing up on our way. But right when we left town, worst, like worst driving conditions I've ever been a part of, mm-hmm. like complete whiteout. You couldn't see up from down, couldn't see right from left. You like vertigo. And I was driving. Yeah. It was like, like vertigo style. Like you had no depth perception because there was nothing to perceive. There was nothing yeah. you were seeing. Uh-huh. It was just white because there was these kind of like hill type butte type of things like next to the road that were just dumping snow, like just yeah. dumping snow right onto the road. So like it was windy. Yeah. So the wind was picking snow up and dumping it right on us. So it was not only was it snowing. It was just wind, like, swirling around the car. Mm-hmm. So, and I'd, like, you know, driven in, like, quite a bit of snow. Just, like, being in Vermont and, like, going to and from Vermont and Rhode Island. Um, like, you know, a, a decent bit. But, like, nowhere to the point where, to the point of this where it was, like, okay, I have to pull over, but I don't know where I'm pulling over. Um, so and that was kind of, that was wild because it was just me and my dad. And, like, it was just funny to see, my see like, how my, like, my dad reacted to that situation and how I did. And it was, like, a, like... I don't know. That was it. Was pretty wild, but definitely similar to your situation. We kind of had to figure out: Do we have to change the route we're going? Do we have to go back to? Do we turn around in this? What's going on? Ended up driving like three more minutes. Cleared up. Cleared up enough. Like road was cleared, perfectly fine. Um, and then it was smooth sailing the rest of the way. And that was the last day of our trip. I think we did it in four days. Um, so we ended up God, just so coming in, coming into Jackson that that day. Yeah, we did. I think it was. I want to say it was four days. Because, I mean, it's 32 hours. So, yeah, we split it up enough. Like, And I was like, Dad, like, I can do this trip. Like, no, no worries. He was like, no. Like, you got to do it in multiple days or else you'll be fried. So we did that, and it that worked. But, but yeah, just wanted to say, similar story. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, Noah, you, there's actually a trend here. Noah is the now the third Steo employee and close friend of mine that we've had on the show. Um, he, uh, tell, tell the, the nice people your role at Steo. So similarly to Alex, who I believe you guys heard from on the last show, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm currently working in the customer experience department at Steo. Um, Steo, super cool place to work, super, super down, awesome people, um, I value that a lot. Um, but should I talk about like what I done prior or like like that type of thing or uh for steel did you yeah. have, have you done other stuff for steel yeah so before before this so like leading into this I interned with the marketing department at Steel and that was kind of the whole opportunity for me like coming out here coming to Jack moving to Jackson um, was the opportunity that you know came with getting an inter- like having the opportunity to um, be an intern at Steo with their marketing department. I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. That's badass. Um, and just like Jackson had been a place on the list, you know, for a while. And a, that was, you know, there was opportunity there. And there were, you know, main, there was, you know, a few things as for why 
coming out here. Um, but the opportunity with Steo was one of them. Anyways, was about to go off on a tangent, but I'll just talk about that first. Um, so yeah, like we're like working on the working, you know, for Steo interning was great, and then having the opportunity to stay within within the company, but have a different role. Um, I thought it was great because I didn't know if I was going to be in Jackson after my internship or not. And then yeah. um, having the opportunity to do that was pretty, pretty sweet. So. How many times have you been to Jackson before um, you got the job, the internship? Yeah. So prior to um, getting the inter- getting an internship, having, yeah, getting an internship at Steo, I hadn't been to Jackson. Even I haven't even visited here. Uh-huh. I had just known just having been a skier um, and, you know, being in, you know, having having been a skier, there were a number of places that were, you know, on the list of places where it'd be cool to visit or live for a bit. Jackson was one of them. Yeah. So this opportunity was big. So when I when that when that like kind of lined up, I was like, oh yeah, definitely. Like without it without a doubt. Um, but yeah, not having lived here, lived anywhere east of or west of New York, was <laughs> was kind of wild. And like seeing Jackson for the first time, knowing that like oh I'm like gonna be living here. That was that was definitely definitely like different and you know wild for me, but like it all it all like came down to like the re- like initially like you know living in Jackson, Wyoming was um, the motivation behind that was just having you know being a skier and like knowing about Jackson, yeah. and then having the opportunity to live somewhere that I wanted to live for one reason for a long time skiing. Uh-huh. Um, but linking that into, um, you know, like an a opportunity through school and work, like both school and work, that's what it was. I was, you know, getting credits through school while I was, while I was interning, um, just like lined up well. And it just seemed like, seemed like it, I don't know, it was a good, a good place to spend some time for a bit. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know if that was, you know. Was it, were you, uh, was it a thing where you that. were like, you would found Steo and you were like, oh, I really want to work here. So I'm like checking, checking the job boards or like what, uh, what was your thought process and like, you know, I guess even trying to get the internship at Steo. Okay. So when I, so I'll, uh, I'll kind of give some background here. So had, you know, last year, last year at school, senior first, first year. What, what college you go to? Went to Linden State College in Vermont, now called North, Northern Vermont University. They changed the name my senior really? year. Oh, really? Um, so I graduated from Northern Vermont University, but went to <laughs> applied to Linden State College. That's kind of funny. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, which is kind of funny. Um, I was and me and everyone else below me, I guess, also you know applied to Linden State, but graduated NVU. Yeah. We were the first class to graduate NVU. Um, but anyways, part of the so I was part of the Mar- Mountain Mountain Recreation Management Program at Linden. And they have a pretty, they have a really good program uh, for, there's two focuses in that major. Um, outdoor education, which is like outdoor leadership type of thing. Um, I think it's actually called adventure leadership. Um, and I'm speaking for the program that was in place, you know, prior to it becoming MVU. Now they've changed the names, but it's still the same program. Um, so there's, out, there's adventure leadership, which is like outdoor education. And then uh, mountain resort management, which is like ski resort management and um, mm. essentially just that. And that was what my focus my focus was um, in school and finding that like I like when I you know applying to colleges I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do I was like I want to see yeah. 
So yeah, I, I, yeah, like I was skiing. like, I want to ski. And that's a major like, that I can, that should be, that's related to skiing. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I can like major in skiing. Like I can go, yeah. to, I can go to college to ski. I was like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like sign me up. So that happened. Was living in Vermont. Vermont is a great place to be. I like, I love, I love it there. Um, so that, that happened. And, um, anyways, I going off on a tangent here, but the the whole internship thing came up to my senior year first semester senior year um and i, I was like i was told i needed an internship for second semester uh-huh. and i was like i don't i don't know i don't know what the hell like what the hell i want to do at this point like i know i want to you know live and work somewhere within the ski industry where i can you know ski and like be like you know meet a lot of cool people and that type of thing and then um one of my perfect my uh, internship advisor, Sean Dahl, shout out to Sean Dahl. Um, he is the man. Um, he pointed me towards Steel. He was like, yeah, like Steel is really cool. Um, this is this really cool brand. I know you're um, interested in marketing. They, you know, they, they have a really cool brand. You should check them out. Really cool products. Um, so I did, but so even to backtrack again, kind of all over the place. Um, he, so the reason for him like pointing out Steel to me was because I had wanted to be in Jackson anyways because there was a in the month during the month of January I had the opportunity to take an avalanche course through school to get credits for to go to go towards graduation so I didn't need as many credits as cool. in internship hours for my internship and um, yeah so he was like oh if you want to do that and have an internship in, in Jackson you should check out Steve I did that ended up lining up um, but prior to that um, I don't know I could kind of like relate that to like my whole going to college like. I, like, I don't know. I don't know where I want to go to college. What I want to do in college, mm-hmm. and then like the right thing, the right thing. And I was like, okay, Linden. And then I was like, I don't know where I want to have an internship. Like, ended up like lining up right with Steve. I was like, okay, Jackson. Um, so that happened, and that was great. But yeah, I I guess I kind of got off track there. But the motivation, the motivation behind both of those things was mainly skiing, and I knew that that was that was the constant in kind of making a decision towards. Um, what I wanted my life, like what I wanted in, in my life, like something that I valued the most yeah. was cause you know, I like, I guess a lot of things in my life just like come down to like what I value and the, like the few constants that are there, um, skiing being one of them, uh, the fact that I could make decisions in like where my life is going based around that and have it like work out pretty well. was cool. Um, but not knowing that I cared that that was something I cared about, I wouldn't have made decisions on where to like, where to go to college, where to get an internship, where to get a job, that type of thing. Um, so yeah, once, once seeing the alignment there, yeah. Cool. Once you're, I think there, I think there's something ha- that happens, and at different times for everybody, that's like uh, when you actually realize that you can go and live and do. Kind of whatever you want, mm-hmm. within reason, obviously, mm-hmm. in the law. Um, <laughs> within the law is like such a big step because it's not just you know I grew up you know it's, not, it's then it, it changes from I grew up here mm-hmm. I go to college near here and yeah, then I go yeah, to get yeah. a job that's mm-hmm. also around here mm-hmm. just because I, Be I based on there's not that there's and, not that yeah. like it's not just abstract thought of like wait. Uh, you know, with a degree, yeah, I can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and could do, go to freaking like, Japan, yeah, 
yeah, if yeah. that's what you like mm-hmm. or or like what you said you wanted to be you wanted your college experience and then post-college experience to be around skiing yeah yeah yeah. so maybe that's i mean that was in vermont for college but it could have been anywhere could have been yeah. you could have gone to like colorado state or montana yeah. state yeah, yeah or and then colorado mountain college was a similar program for indian but then mine was right now yeah oh cool and then yeah so i just think that's a, such a big step in just like almost like brain development when you go and be like i can be anywhere yeah and especially with today's technology mm-hmm. uh like, you know, whether you want to do, you know, a job like mine or like yeah. have your own little business, mm-hmm. you really can be anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, it's funny that, yeah, the relationship between like, I guess just like having, you know, knowing, knowing you like give a shit about something like yeah. skiing, skiing was like, was like, yeah, that's, that's something that's like bigger than myself that I, I care about other than like, you know, fundamental things like family and stuff obviously those like those are when i was talking about things that i value that's another thing that falls into that but how something like you're like oh skiing or football or whatever it may be um you just like start there and then it's like oh like where can i go with that it's like exactly it just like it was like steps but it was steps towards whatever whatever it is getting here i guess but like people it was always it was always based around one like the thing that i cared about cared to do and to pursue was like was just skiing and whatever form you know what I mean? Yeah, just totally. I don't know. People, um, that sounds corny. Don't get to that <laughs> point uh, at a time that they that would uh, a lot of the influence their life. Yeah, as often as yeah, they probably tough. should. And it's not always that easy. Like you, you know? said it's before, like, you like about when you're applying to colleges, like you don't know what you want to get into, but. If people started that that thought process more in like, what do I care about? You know, outside of the yeah, obvious yeah, of yeah, friends yeah. and family and, uh-huh. and shelter and loving yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. What do I care about and what do I want to do with my life? Yeah. If they started there instead yeah. of like starting at the end of like, maybe what can pay be? well? Yeah, what job yeah. do I want? Because that was never that was never an influencing decision. Yeah, um, like a decision they, maker for me, and that, that was never America. even something I knew. You yeah, know what I mean? we're in America. It was like I don't fucking Pick know that anything, right. and you could make a living. Right, right, bombs, safe. No, you're good. Yeah, okay, you're good. Okay, cool. cool. It's a podcast. We can do whatever <laughs> fuck we want. I don't. I didn't know if you had the, you know, rumors you wanted to. I don't know. No, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad to see that. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, but they, we're in America in a great economic time. Yeah. You could have any interest, and you could make a living out of it. Yeah. Like skiing, you could. Work for a ski manufacturer. You can yeah. work for a ski shop. You could mm-hmm. become a, a pro skier. You could be a filmer for skiers. Yeah, you could yeah. be a photographer for skiers. Mm-hmm. You could work at a company like Steo that makes the clothing yeah, for skiing. Yeah. You could work at the ski resort. Mm-hmm. You could be a ski instructor. Yeah. You could do a podcast about yeah. skiing. You yeah. could do, you know, and I'm a big, do you know who Gary Vee is? No. Gary Vaynerchuk. He's this like marketing guru and entrepreneur guy. Mm-hmm. And he, he, uh, most of what he preaches is about pursuing happiness mm-hmm. and uh, instead of money. Yeah. And this is kind of where I'm getting this from. Yeah. And he says, I one like, of his well, funny like examples is, if you love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. freaking have a YouTube channel talking mm-hmm. about them, mm-hmm. reviewing comics, you know, flipping comic mm-hmm. books, 
flipping the toys, have a podcast about it mm-hmm. that's supported by like a small toy company or a comic yeah. book store, and you might make you might make you know eighty five k, but you're doing it, talking and presenting about the th- the one thing you love the most. Yeah, and that's better. You'll be happier in the long term like so... than like if that person was like, oh my. You know, my dad wants me to go to med school, or my mm-hmm. dad wants me to be the lawyer because he's a lawyer. And then you try to do that, and you're making a lot more money, but you feel like shit because you don't like what you're doing. Yeah, um, that's something I have like value a lot and always have mm-hmm. in like my you know making like what I'm doing and making decisions like as far as you know like you know in my life and whatnot. Um, I think yeah, a big a big thing for me was like always being able to have fun and knowing like what it what it is that I want to be doing like what makes me happy as far as like what like how I'm having fun you know what I mean if I'm not doing that we're like what like what am I doing I guess I'll you know that kind of might sound corny too but like yeah but it's true and that was that was a motivating factor behind um making decisions for like where to go where I wanted to be and like just taking it as it came with that, but like always, there was never, that was always the basis. The basis was like, as long as I can like have fun doing things that I want to do, like then like I'll, I'll do it, you know. Yeah. And you'll work, you'll work hard, not just you, everyone will work harder and longer at something yeah. if it's something they really believe in and know what they love to do. Exactly. Exactly. And that's always like, that's just, I don't know. That's always been something that I valued and it never, I never had to see like an end. Like, oh, like I never was like, oh, like I, like I need to be that. I'm not going to be able to be that. It was like, no, like as long as I'm pursuing something that I care about and that like I'm working towards having fun every day, like then, yeah, I have these ideas in, the, in my head. for like, goals. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, exactly. But it's like the goal, the short term goal is to like be enjoying what you're doing. You know what I mean? And yeah, like have, having fun with, you know, with what you're doing. Um, Work. So I don't I don't know if that, I don't live. know if that makes sense, but like Dude, to totally, other, to totally other people, that. but like yeah, that that's a big part of what I value. Yeah, and that's that's a great message, and this is uh, this is kind of a Gary Vee thing too. Do you think um, do you think you got that from like the way your parents parented? Is that something you picked up from them? Probably, honestly, like I and like my my parent like. I would say part like partially, yeah. yeah. I think that was so it came from them letting me decide that. You know what I mean? Letting me de- like giving me the freedom to decide that, which is great. Um, because like yeah, my 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 parents did a great job of just kind of like you know always saying like you know pursue what you like something that you want like whatever it is you want. You know what I mean? Um, and that just came from like um, I think that came from just like my dad. Just knowing that, like, having his job, he didn't want, like, you know, us to necessarily be doing what he was doing. He was like, I want you guys to be doing, like, what you're, like, something you care about. So whatever that what, is, what whatever that do? is, pursue that. What's that with my dad? Yeah, what did he do? What did so he, he owns, do? he owns a small business and they um, clean uh, restaurant, like, kitchens and restaurants uh-huh. and, like, the grease traps and everything. Oh, so it's, like, yeah. dirty, dirty work. But yeah. he, he works in the office. Like, he's just, like, you know. Runs the business. Runs yeah. the business. Exactly. 
Um, and has like a group of guys working for him, but it's just like it's not something he doesn't. He's not passionate about that. They clean restaurants, like the like grease traps in restaurants. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he like his dad had that before him, and he like he. He's like, you know, made, like made it work, made it happen with that, has always done that as long as I've, I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's never, he's never shown like, oh, I hate my job and everything. And never, like never in the world, which I respect, respect the shit out of. Like, mm-hmm. like amazing that he was able to do this and have this job and not necessarily, I don't, I mean, I, I can't say he doesn't care about it, but like, it's not something, it's not, it's not, what, it's not what he, when he was like, oh, that's what I want, you know, what I want to be doing. But I think that that was his motivated, motivating factor for, like, pushing me to, yeah, if I want to go to school for skiing, like, I can go to school for skiing. So it's, like, yeah, I just, like, which that, that I value a lot and I respect that um, about him. But, yeah, to answer your question, I think yes, but not in a sense that I saw my parents and I wanted to mirror them. You know, it's not necessarily that. I want to mirror them as people, but not necessarily what, they're, what they did for work or fun. Yeah, um, more more is because in like, they they have the you know they're super fun people, um, honestly like super like super cool people like no one I want to try to be like more than my parents, mm-hmm. um, but it's more so I can't relate that back to um, why I'm like you know living in Jackson and trying yeah to more so like um, instead more of so who I am as a person you know instead of them uh, like having the potential to for them to be insecure about you not being a doctor or lawyer or whatever. Yeah. They just allowed you to do what you want to do and, and were supportive of and you doing what you wanted to do. And they gave me enough of a basis to yeah. know how to, you know, to like yeah. work at, have a work ethic to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which like, I don't know how they made like that good of a balance. You know what I mean? Or like had that good of a balance with that, with like giving you freedom to do that, but also like, instilling a good like work ethic and like values and whatnot because they did and it's like what that's <laughs> that yeah. seems like super super hard to do but like shout out to jill and john ryle i don't know yeah shout out <laughs> i don't know they're great people yeah definitely <laughs> i'll see them next weekend i'm psyched are they coming here I'm, I'm going i'm going back to Island for a week oh man so next saturday just because or what next sunday yeah because i can't be um be i won't like i have to work thanksgiving week oh. and the week like the week of christmas so I figured instead of going home for three days before Christmas, I can go home for a whole a week and a day yeah. now and just be time Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like awesome. that's everything. Um, so yeah, that's that's the reasoning there. But I'm psyched to get to get to see my dog, get to see my family. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit. So um, where were we? Um, just talking about take it back, take it back to your time in. Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and tell me about Great place. Um, where did oh where did your like love from from for skiing come from? Because okay. it's not well, you lived in Rhode Island, Valid like right on the coast, kind mm-hmm. of, or mm-hmm. on one of the inlet things. Mm-hmm. So it's not really yeah, it's not it's not a skiing destination. There Whatsoever. is skiing near there. Yeah, one hill, um, Yagu Valley. Yeah. Shout out to Yagu Valley. Give shout me a lot of shout outs. To Yagu Valley. Yagu Valley. Um, so like, where did you, when did you decide you wanted to ski and then you probably did it at Yagu Valley, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, I like that question. Cause it's, I definitely have gotten, like, have gotten that being like saying like I'm from Rhode Island. They're like, what, how are you? Like, yeah. I'm just skiing and whatnot. Um, cause so that came from, I didn't start skiing until I was seven years old. My, my uncle 
my so my parents and then my aunt and uncle um, played a big a big part in like whiskey when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. My dad and like my dad like you know really wanted us to be skier us meaning me my brother my two brothers and my sister to be to have the opportunity to be skiers if we wanted to because mm-hmm. he didn't necessarily have as, like as much of that like he skied a little bit as a kid and skied when he was in college but not as much as we were able to um, so him allowing us to like go on like a couple like a couple weekend trips a year when we were little um that was that was important to him and my uncle is a really big skier my uncle sean um he amazing dude um he's a like really good skier and so going skiing with my parents my aunt uncle and my cousins um when i was little and this was only like we did like a couple trips a year like we like we skied we skied a decent bit but didn't you know we didn't do these you know do huge long trips every winter it was more so just like weekend trips at a time um but my uncle was that too um kind of all over so we'd go to new hampshire and vermont um mostly new hampshire when i was little and it was like a number of different different ski areas mm-hmm. spent a lot of time at Atatash when i was little and then sunapee mount sunapee this little this little ski area in new, in new hampshire um we spent a bunch of time when, when i was like probably like 10 to 14 10 to 15 like those all sound like really cool like native american words or something i, I think, think they are i think yeah. they are um which like I never related to as a kid, and really related that as a kid, like having yeah. American. It's just like a heritage. funny sounding word. Yeah. So yeah, like they sound just like small, small New Hampshire, Vermont yeah. skiers, which is exactly what they are. So there was that. We you know would go up to just small skiers in New Hampshire, and then um, pretty much just for just like the feeling that I got from skiing at a young age sounds super corny, but I like just never like forgot like that stayed with me um but that came from you know my parents taking us skiing just like doing the day day trips up to Wachusett in massachusetts uh-huh. or you know the two-day trips up to sunapee or whatever whatever that you know go with that type of thing and then seeing like skiing with my uncle and he was always pushing us to ski hard because he always skied like skied fast skied hard so we were always trying to keep up with him oh, cool and then that just like yeah that just like instilled just like the feeling of that i got from skiing i was like, like anyways that stuck with me so growing up i played hockey oh, um, i played yeah. hockey until ninth grade and my siblings did as well um but i didn't once i got to high school i was really small freshman year of high school i was like i don't want to play hockey i don't want to get like play hockey be the smallest guy on the ice like you know like that just doesn't sound fun to me um and i was like if i play hockey in high school i can't ski as much mm-hmm. so freshman year of high school um like, you know, my, my brother, who was a grade above me, was playing hockey for the high school team, and I wasn't. And I was, like, you know, not playing hockey, not didn't really have a thing at the time. Like, I still cared about skiing, still wanted to ski, but living in Rhode Island and my parents being committed to taking my siblings to hockey games, um, that took, like, high school hockey kind of eliminates skiing. Like, you can't go do more than a weekend trip a year. Yeah. Um, or we couldn't make it happen anyways. So sophomore year of high school, I get a job as an apprentice – um, for the ski um, apprentice to be a ski instructor at Yagi Valley, oh, and that was like the coolest opportunity that I like that I had as a kid. It was yeah. it was it was so sick. Uh, so Yagu, for those of you that don't know, is the only ski hill in Rhode Island. Um, some a, a lot of people now know of Yagu uh, thanks to the Yagoons, um, amazing group of snowboarders that came from that are from Rhode Island and grew up skiing skiing riding Yagu. And riding the rope toe, and you've probably seen. Have you seen Nagoon's edits at all? You've shown me, and then I've seen. Um, 
The Yagoons are the Yagoons. There's are that there's like a rise in like popularity so in uh Toro terrain parks right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rope toe terrain like, parks. I wanna say I wanna say I wanna say because of because of the goons. Um because it's like they their like filmer, um, Dr. Brendan put just like put out did such a good job of like putting out really really good really fun content of like really creative real like super cool just like super fun snowboarding mm-hmm. and the creativity comes from small mountain small hill skiing small hill snowboarding um so that is super cool but anyways getting so yeah yagoons shout out to them like awesome check definitely check them out um that back to you know working at yagu the opportunity, having the opportunity to work at Yagu when I was 15 as a sophomore in high school, uh, I was able to get a free pass there and just ski every day. Yeah, so just awesome. go there after school and ski every day. So I did that then as a like did that as a sophomore, as a junior, I was a full time like or not full time but like full on instructor where I was teaching my own lessons. Did that junior senior year, and that was just made a, made some friends through that and was able to go skiing like on week like day trips and stuff up to up to you know Wachusett and then New Hampshire, um, and Vermont. And then, yeah, so that's kind of how I was able to ski and, like, become a skier, mm-hmm. being from Rhode Island, was, like, having Yagu and being able to work there and yeah. work, like, minimal hours as a ski instructor and not make much money, but ski for free every day and that's just awesome. ride this tiny little hill. Yeah. And just, like, that was, that yeah, that was amazing. And that kind that definitely, like, kept skiing with me, whereas, like, if I were to play hockey, it probably wouldn't have kept my love for skiing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was great, and then and then obviously going going to college in Vermont, living in Vermont for four years, played a big part in just like me familiarizing me with um, like being a part of the ski community and being able to ski a lot. Just because like being going to Linden, Burke Mountain was ten minutes from campus. We skied, you know, oh, we ski there in between classes. So like that, just like all of that, like played a part into like me knowing that like. That's what I like. What I cared about was like, you know, to be a part of your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the biggest thing is to need to be part of my life. But um, yeah, it's funny. Like, I'm glad you asked that about Rhode Island because it's like that's what people what people tend to ask. It's like you're from Rhode Island. How do you how do you ski? You know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, believe it or not, we have skiing in Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah, New Valley, great place. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of it. And yeah, shout out to my to my dad. You know, taking us on weekend trips. Um, weekend trips skiing and my uncle for just like teaching me how to ski well and my dad taught me how to ski initially which which was great at Wachusett mm-hmm. Mountain in Massachusetts um, it's a small hill in Mass and then my own just for like my, like watching my uncle ski and skiing with him um, yeah I'm glad glad I was able to do that that was super fun but yeah skiing is tight <laughs> yeah it's definitely tight <laughs> the, there's a lot of charm to these to those uh, little little small ski hills. Like I have a, I have a similar story um, about how I got into snowboarding. I mm-hmm. uh, remember the movie Johnny Tsunami. Oh, 100%. So I saw that and I was like, <laughs> Johnny Tsunami inspired you to snowboard. Yes, 100%. And Dude, I was like, that's hilarious. This is this is the greatest thing ever. I need to snowboard. Mm-hmm. So then I got. They used to make these like you'd buy them at Target or Walmart, like these plastic snowboards with just like. A strap for oh, the binding. Oh, 100%. I had one. And we, we had a hill in my backyard when I was little. Yeah, like so we just do it on there. Yeah. Did it with just the shitty ones for a while. And then, like, 
yeah, you literally at some point lines. there's like a rubber like plasticky rubber yeah yeah yes yeah and then no at edge. some point I got like Just one a really really bad board uh-huh. but it had an edge and had bindings mm-hmm. and I was could go way farther and you yeah. know, on the hill in my backyard oh my God, like do insane. jumps and shit yeah. I was like oh this is amazing <laughs> this is real <laughs> and then eventually we went one time as a family to oh where's the first. Trollhagen is Dude, what it's troll. called. Speaking of the Yagus, yeah. Troll, like, they have, they have a, call, I mean, a couple, like, edits where they've gone to Troll and they ride with the guys there and they have a really good basis for creative subwoofers who... Yeah, like, Troll, troll has become really them. popular in that, that Rokto scene Yeah, also. exactly. I love, um, like, I just have, love they have a pretty, that. They have a double, they have a, their bigger terrain park is probably... Um, I mean, maybe like three quarters of the vertical that like the Tiwanak chair yeah. here has, which yeah, is yeah. pretty big for a terrain park. Uh-huh. And it's like pretty, it's a pretty wide space. So they uh-huh. put a lot of shit in there Yeah, and they do like competitions and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, that's where I had a season pass all through high school was Trollhagen. Okay. And so that's I spent awesome. a lot of time there. A lot of. I didn't know that that's cool yeah a lot of dead forearms from just toe roping all day yeah dude like eight dude, hours of toe rope yes is puts a hurting on your gloves and your hands and your Rips, forearms I, I went through so many pairs of gloves just like did you, you own know, the, the, the cover toe. things yeah yeah yeah. those yeah, are yeah. so oh yeah shitty looking but oh, you yeah. have to you have to but i went through so many pairs of gloves because yeah. like i didn't as a kid i didn't have like like good like nice you know or if i did have nice gloves they'd get ruined yeah so, like i didn't have any you know nice gloves and yeah, everyone did that. Got the canvas like cover, rope toe covers that go on. Yeah. I whenever I'd be on those, I'd be like, <laughs> Oh my god. I've seen rope toes with handles. Why can't yeah. we just get one yeah. of those? It was just like so janky. Like I love I love every part of Yagu, but it's just so funny how like janky and old fashioned rope toe is. And I don't yeah. but I don't think it could change because it's now it's like that's Yagu's legacy. Like, you know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Like especially after like the Yagoons like blowing up and like the Yagoons edits and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad, so you, we, I'm glad you could, you could connect to that. Yeah, totally. That, that is. So we, that. so yeah, went, went to Trollhagen as, as a family and, mm-hmm. um, my step mom, step brother and step sister, they all had kind of grown up skiing more and this was my first time on a resort. So my brother and I got a lesson to snowboard. Mm-hmm. So we started snowboarding there and then, you know, went to Trollhagen a handful of times and. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of immediate. It was like, even though it wasn't snow, I think snowboarding's harder to learn to pick up oh, in definitely. the first few tries definitely. until you like find your edge. It's like pretty hard. Yeah. Um, once I you learned how to snowboard and yeah. I yeah. That once too. you get it though, then it's just like amazing. And then, you know, eventually came out here to Jackson and it was like a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. And then I had my first like big powder day out here mm-hmm. and I was like, I mean, I, I knew I always wanted to snowboard, but it wasn't like I needed to snowboard. Yeah. I needed to be somewhere. There was just this unique once feeling. I got the once I had a powder day, then it was it had its hooks in me. I couldn't stop thinking about riding pow. Yeah. And I since that day to now, I haven't stopped thinking about pow. There, there is this feeling that comes with, and just like this whole thing that powder skiing does to you. I don't really know. What, but yeah, what is it? It's fucked up because <laughs> it's not like an ancestral thing where our bodies are meant to do it at all. No, it's just this. I mean, I mean you're it's just free feeling. What's what's like your family's heritage? Um, we're Native American, like so on my mom's side, I'm Native American, my dad's side, like Irish Catholic, and 
Yeah, I'm so not, I, I'm, not I'm like Irish, things. German, and Norwegian. But none of those are. I mean, maybe the, I mean, I think I think Norwegians invented cross country skiing to get around. Mm-hmm. So something there maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we certainly have like winter stuff in our genes. Yeah. And the, and the native stuff for mm-hmm. you, like being in nature, probably is part of that. But, but like, I don't know if there's any think, yeah, ancestry sorry. that would would. Uh, I don't think it can be related to to, to powder, powder skiing. skiing yeah. yeah, it's just something that humans once they experience once you I guess once you experience it and once you understand it, you're like. We're such like all humans are just like yes, this is it. Like we're such I don't know like, what it is, but I yeah. need it. <laughs> we're such like tact, tact, tactile driven. Uh-huh. Like we like to feel things, you know. Yeah. Like typing on a keyboard or like the. Sh- I've never actually driven a stick shift, but the feeling <laughs> of shifting like gears, no, like totally, mechanical. Totally. Well, I knew stuff. you were going to say that, so that's why I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> And like I think that goes into the powder skiing and snowboarding because of that feeling that you get when you're riding pal yeah. and you're kind of just surfing. It's like a feeling that you're getting through your board and your feet that it just it's you cannot replicate body. unless you're in this day where it just snowed a foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I agree. and it's when you're when you're out here in the woods and it's a really good day, you're just hearing whooping, whooping and hollering. Whoop. Everywhere, Ooh. people are just like screaming Skew. and yelling and laughing, <laughs> oh, yeah. and having such a good time, and everyone is just in such good spirits, all because we're sliding down a hill on one or two planks Dude. in the snow. Dude, yes, and like, so I, yeah, when I like, I first felt that, like, I felt that a couple times in high school when I went up, went up to J Peak with my uncle and my cousin. And that was like a little taste of like we had a, like a, my first real power day. Yeah. And but I only had really one or two of those days, like one real day and one like kind of like lighter power day, um, prior to going to college. And then I went to college in in Vermont and skied at Burke. And Burke Mountain is the funnest place on a powder day. Like it's this, it's a pretty small place. There's yeah. like you can access the whole mountain from one lift. Oh, cool. But they have like pretty like some incredible terrain, like some. So fun terrain. So, anyways, on a pow day, everyone like everyone from school is going there. Everyone from Linden is going to going to Burke, and you just go there. You don't even have to show up there with any friends, um, and you'll just like find people you know. Like yeah. at like every every run, you're skiing with skiing with different people. And something about skiing pow just brings people like just like everyone loves it in the same way. So everyone's hyped on doing it. I like your friends with just like. Everyone's friendly, like on 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 a powder day. Yeah, everyone's yeah. in a good mood. And everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, this is so sick!" Because every you know, everyone's feeling that. And yeah, that some of my best like memories of skiing are at Burke Mountain when I was like when I was in college. Um, yeah. And then obviously like being a little kid and like skiing, but but um, yeah, a powder powder day at Burke Mountain, um, just like insane. Or powder days in general, but like there, that's they don't get like not much. It's not much of a crowd at Burke. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can on a powder day you can just lap just lap and lap and lap and yeah. just get so much skiing in it's like that's uh, insane but yeah just like the energy that comes out of, out of pow, skiing pow with like minded people it's yeah like, I'm so, so pumped for this so, winter so freaking fun oh yeah like this is all so listeners everyone you've heard on the podcast so far so Jeff, Alex and Noah and I we all moved here Within the within the last twelve months, mm-hmm. 
So they experienced the winter, but it's their kind of their second winter, second full winter. My, I had a little bit of winter when I first moved here, but it'll be all of our first like full winters living in Jackson. And we're all like, they, uh, Alex and Noah already have a, a ski touring set up and I just got a split board and Jeff is going to get some too. So we'll have this really, really fun crew, uh, to whether we're just in the, at, at uh, Jackson Hole Mountain Resort, or if we're in the backcountry around Teton Pass, they're a really, really solid crew, and I, I'm really excited about uh, Powder Days with all you guys. Yeah, I'm I'm super psyched about that. Just I haven't really, I haven't, yeah. almost none of my fr- friends from home ski or snowboard. Okay. So yeah, like every time I go, it'd be friends or like with Taylor or no one. Okay. Dude, yeah, skiing with skiing with friends is important. Yeah, you know, that's like that. It's just like a huge, huge part of like my enjoyment of skiing. Yeah. Skiing, going skiing with friends. Um, well, skiing in general, but skiing with friends is, is, is important and it's just like so much fun. Um, so I'm glad I like I was able to have that in college, but I'm glad that we were able to experience that this morning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm psyched to like experience that just because like just meeting new people is also fun, you know, and like meeting, meeting new people and like shredding with them and like that type of thing. Yeah, it's all just like I'm psyched for um, I'm psyched to do some filming with all of, all you guys because it's it's a lot harder to film when it's just me out there, but when I can just be behind the camera and be I can just film you guys doing your thing and like get the drone up and stuff. That'd be sweet. I would. I I'm, that would be sweet. Yeah, I would love to. I like. I went down some, and I, I kind of picked together. out some um, some of the brands that I use to potentially try to get some sort of like. I don't know if sponsorship is the word, but just like contribution from them. Mm. If we're going to like be as active as we are going to be in the mountains using the kind of brands that we do, mm-hmm. like they would probably like to, to see that we're using it. Rep- like representation. Representation and like see that we're, you know, doing the film, doing the filming. They want to like use that stuff, whether it's Steel or um, like, I don't know if you have like Smith goggles or whatever. But I, I, I put some thought into the, like, you know, if we could, like, send them the videos or, like, have them, like, buy them from me or something like that would, I think, be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, there's definitely steps to, like, getting there. And they definitely have, like, a pretty, there's a lot of, you know, talented athletes that are that are putting out a lot of content for, for these, you know, big brands. But why not us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely, there's, I mean, uh, people come here to film for movie parts and video parts every year, but we are, are we'll be in the same terrain, similar that's terrain. True. That's true. You know, the same exact stuff. Experience, experience and talent goes, goes a long way when it comes to like skiing certain terrain and just skiing in general, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, we'll I get mean, there. I mean, we're all, we're all like. New, newish to backcountry, um, like first aid and survival training and avalanche training. But mm-hmm. we also don't have any pressure on us. So we mm-hmm. don't have to push it. If it's, mm-hmm. if we can easily look on the web on that forestry website for the conditions, and if it's anything that's like says no go, we go, we can all just go to the resort. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Because we don't have. It's not like with our jobs. No, you know, it's all just like fun, leisurely stuff. So we don't. It's you you know you know you want to be as educated as you can be and know what you're doing out there, but it also just like you don't 
have to go when it says don't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you shouldn't go when 100%. it says don't go. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And that's a big, that's like a huge part of, yeah. Backcountry safety back yeah. 101, don't go out of the backcountry if it tells you not to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot that goes there's a lot that goes into that, and as far as like decision making and that and that type of that type of scenario, it's just like super super important. Um, but doesn't make you know doesn't mean there's not inbound skiing to be had that can't you know that isn't yeah that is inbounds at HMR is, is as good. Uh, you can find as gnarly of stuff as you would ever need to find anywhere else. Oh yeah, there's some big ter- there's some big terrain. So that was like skiing here last winter. That was, you know, my first like I like the only um, terrain of that um, caliber. I would say like I had seen you know I had seen a lot of ski content just like growing up and like a lot of a lot of like watching ski videos, ski movies, and whatnot. Um, but not actually being able to ski anything outside of the East coast, just like always skiing on the East, um, didn't necessarily, you know, not, not, not many things can, um, you know, size up to the, the, the extent and the, uh, size of the terrain at Jackson Hole Mountain Resort. Um, there's just so much of it and it's, it's so big and there's like just so many good skiers and so much terrain to, to ski. It's, it's awesome. It's like so so sick, and like that was so awesome to see last winter. I just like opened my eyes to that, and that was and I you know I had seen, heard of and seen like through the internet you know what Jackson what Jackson Hole had to offer, but like being able to see it last last winter was sweet. So I'm I'm psyched to be able to be here for another winter to ski. Yeah, the Jackson Hole Mountain Resort is really truly like no other resort anywhere in the world. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's I've heard is kind of comp- comparable is like, like Alta Snowbird, kind of, but it, that's mm-hmm. not even as big, not nearly as big. As yeah, Jackson. I haven't, I haven't really skied any other big like Western resorts other than Jackson Hole. Um, those are definitely places that are on on my list as far, and those were like places that were like prior to coming here, were like big time, like that's somewhere I want to ski, like Alta somewhere I want to ski, like Jackson Hole definitely somewhere I wanted to ski. Um, yeah, after and, after and skiing like, here, as much as you have, definitely somewhere I wanted to ski. You know, like after skiing here, as much as you have, a number of places. But. I think, um, <coughs> it's like hard to go other places. Well, living here and having access, yeah, because it's like, especially like last winter when like we had so much snow, <sighs> like there was just so much snow here all all season that yeah. like the conditions were firing so often that I did like not that I had the money to go. I didn't have the money to ski anywhere else, but like if I did, I probably like I couldn't justify it because like this was this was terrain was still new to me. First winter skiing here, and it was so good. Why would I go anywhere else? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And so like yeah, yeah. like was, I have the icon pass with my cool. season pass to Jackson Hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they did, but that. they did that. Why? I why would I go so anywhere else? Yeah, no, it's so true. But like you still got it with the pass. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um. True, but now you have you have the opportunity to. And I definitely want to, there's definitely like a lot of places I want to ski outside of, you know, just like I haven't been west of, like as far as skiing wise, I haven't skied west of here. Yeah. Um, or, or south of here, like Colorado, Utah. Colorado, Utah, a lot of places I want to ski. Um, Pacific Northwest, like um, Oregon, Washington, a lot of places I want to ski. And then Tahoe. Those are like the three, like main, I guess zones, but Colorado and Utah are separate from themselves. But 
still, yeah. I don't know, skiing. I guess all I really talked about was skiing. But <laughs> that's totally fine. I'm uh that's where my head's at and that's I've been getting so antsy with like how it's been really warm here. I mean nice like do hikes and stuff and golf. But it messes with like where your head's at, kinda. Yeah, I was like, like when it was, it was all snowy like last week, and I was yeah, like, yeah, it was like below zero. Like, all right, sweet, winter's here. Yeah, and I was like pumped because you know we there's stuff to do in the backcountry now, early season where we there could be some days where we go to backcountry stuff here mm-hmm. pretty soon. But now it's been so dry and high pressure that I think it'll be a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Alex earlier, Alex was saying that there's like one day it's supposed to snow between now and opening day. Mm-hmm. I I haven't, I haven't looked at long term forecasts at all. Yeah, and it's hard to judge, but still, I haven't. No, but but still, like the forecast is something. You know, it's, there's something to be said for that. Um, wild. So, yeah, like I I like what you're saying there. Um, but like this is my first time seeing this this season change. Like oh, yeah, this time at this time of year here. Yeah. Because um, last like I came into town on like December 31st, so it was like winter. You know, full on winter. Um, but seeing the season, this is my first time seeing the season change. So it's interesting because I hadn't been anywhere, lived anywhere other than Rhode Island and Vermont for when it was summer into winter, like the whole fall, like seeing that seasonal change, which is like one of my, like the most exciting times of the year. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's just like interesting to see that from a different perspective being here, you know? Yeah. Um, the, season, the seasons definitely changed so or all the other ones since I've been here have changed so quickly. It's just drastic. like it's drastic. one day yeah. overnight. It's like, it was like July or uh, like June 28th. It was like snowing. Yeah. 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 I remember yeah. having, I was like, people uh, having snowball fights at the, on the bird deck. And yeah. And then like the <laughs> next day it was like sunny and hot and then all of July was like sunny and hot summer. Yeah. And then but like mild for summer, you know, like, here, was like it? summer here, I mean, compared to Rhode like it gets hot in Rhode Island. Yeah. So like here, it was like the fact that it didn't get over, you know, 85 degrees or whatever, like was was nice. Yeah, yeah, summer's amazing here. And then like, I, I, I noticed it. It was like August 10th. It was like, all right, fall. Yeah, And yeah, then yeah. like overnight, it was like foggier, rainier, mm-hmm. And then we still got some summer weather, but it was like, then yeah, it was just a lot earlier. It was for me, it was a lot earlier than the East Coast, and it was like yeah. interesting to see to just to see that whole how that happened, and then how that led into winter weather coming in October. You know, which like we get some of that in Vermont because um, I've past couple of years I've skied in October in Vermont, but it wasn't yeah. like as drastic as like on Halloween. It was like you know like thirty degrees. Or something, you know what I mean, like that. Yeah, it was pretty cold back there. Um, like that type of thing. I don't know. Seeing that. Um, it was interesting and seeing how this is leading into being November now, leading into early season and ski seasons is like sort of my most exciting time of time of the year type of thing as far as like leading into skiing and everything. It's like the days before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the anticipation is just building every day. Exactly. So I think it'll be... That's a that's like a really good um, comparison because that's what, that's what I would... I don't know how I would compare. Yeah, I feel the same. I've been like... The days that it has snowed up here, I've been so antsy. I'll like throw on like a ski movie to be like yeah, get myself yeah, pumped yeah. up. But I think I feel like it'll be like such a quick. Yeah, I think it'll be such a quick transition to winter. It'll just be like. I feel like I'm like mentally and like myself. I'm already in 
Yeah, like winter mood. But obviously the weather. Yeah, I, th- I feel like it'll be just one, Weather's been up and down. Like but. one night it'll just like dump snow on us and it'll be like, all right, winter's here finally. We're not seeing grass for the next six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I'm so pumped for. Yeah. No, I'm, I am too. And I'm, I'm psyched to be able to to see that in the coming coming days and coming months. Yeah. So, um... Do you want to cover? Talk about? Yeah, so we talked about where you came from, how you got here, um, I guess. I'm not on a bunch of tangents about skiing, but that was great. Yeah, that's skiing. good. That's exactly <laughs> what the, the... It's a podcast. I'm the whole glad. Thing is a I, am, I am glad that those were... That was covered. Yeah. So I asked you the question that I... You heard me ask Alex when we ended that episode here. Mm-hmm. Um, of the words, who, what, when, where, and why, mm-hmm. which one is the most important to you? <laughs> Sorry, I yawned. <laughs> which one's the most important to you? And kind of which one you kind of live your life through more, the most? Who, what, where, when, and why? Yeah. And is that just my myself, my life, or... Related to like Jackson skiing, that type of thing, or, or just in no, you personally, like which one? Which one drives you more? Like I said, the example of like the mine is the where because it. So I needed, I didn't care what I was doing, why I was doing it, mm-hmm. or or who with. Like, it it just here. needed to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where others is like I respect that. I don't care where I am, as long as I'm with these people. For me, and I feel like people would probably say this is characteristic and an answer of me to say something like this, but um, I'd say aspects of each of those things. Um, no, you can't do that. I, I, you have to pick one. I'm violating the rules in saying that. So, but I will I'll highlight a couple. So, the what the one. what would be. All right. So, are you are you saying I can't? Like, I don't I don't know if I I don't I don't know if I could say like what like because so for me. I think I think yours is the what, and I think the what I is think so skiing. too. But I think so. I think that motivated. Oh, that's motivated a lot of things, and that kind of is the motivate. Like the one of the big, one of the biggest things I like. I'll like value and like what things I'm pursuing and whatnot. But mm-hmm. what goes into? But was the initial question like what I value, or just what holds the most like? Which one drives like, you the most? Okay, it drives me the most. Probably what because like if i'm not pursuing things then like what am i then like i don't know what i'd be working towards you know what i mean so i'd say that so like i guess that but like in my head i want to say multiple things because like i can't say like i can't say it's not the who you know what i mean like my family like like probably definitely the most important you know the most important people to me you know that type of thing but you, but live, I, but you but live, I here live here across the country from Yeah, home. exactly. So that so that also And it's that also proves not why that's not because it's not um, like you weren't I lived in as obsessed with it needing to be Jackson. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. It's not the why necessarily because you're not like it's not like this uh, world saving effort that you're go that you're doing, you know, you're not the why might be the super what important could be the to why. be like a whoa. <laughs> do you I, I don't know I feel like that could make sense but to answer the question in your I think you made me realize that it's the what but I want to say that it's all those things but yeah that's that's vague that's a good point 
There it is. It is the what. And the what is skiing. I'm bad making decisions for those types of things. But yes, I guess. All right. I think we'll wrap it up with that. Um, again, Noah, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for letting me talk. Thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, totally. Hang out. This is, I mean, when I, when I came up with the idea of stories from a mountain town, the inspiration is is you and all the friends we have and all the people that I've met and just like that there is really cool stories in just everyday people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be anybody that's famous or anything like that. It's just like everyone's story has really cool parts to it to get you to where you are now because now we've been alive for 25 years. Like yeah. crazy shit happens yeah. in everyone's life. <laughs> that's true. So folks, there you have it. Thank you. Thank you as always for listening to the podcast. Um, if you have any suggestions or questions or want to be on the podcast, uh, text me or send me a, a message on social media. Uh, and thank you. Have a nice day.